everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Trust Your Board Podcast. My name is Stephen Wright, joined by Mr. William Monroe. Will, how are you doing, friend? Steve, flying high here, man. Eagles got another win, remaining as the lone unbeaten team left. Um, my alma mater, Penn State, also unbeaten, got a big football win, and did pretty good across most of my fantasy team. So, pretty successful football weekend. Yeah, that was a... um. That was a good game with uh, Jacksonville. Yeah, it was a really nasty, rainy game. So I think both teams, you know, had to rely on the run a little more. But pulled it out. It was a good gut check, kind of resilient way. They went down 14 nothing actually, early on. Yeah, 100%. Very true. So yeah, that was a, that was a fun game for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, a lot to go over in the world of waivers this week. Um, we had two running backs go down, right? Um, Javante went down. Um, Patterson's going to be IR on IR for Patterson, four weeks, yeah. I think. Yep. Jonathan Taylor seems like it's maybe going to be day to day, but probably misses a Thursday game coming yeah, up. His is tougher because a yeah Thursday and B like there's really no clear. Like I don't even know who's behind him. Naeem Hines, obviously. I don't know who else is there. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'll have to look that up while we're uh, while we're talking about this. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what we end up you know doing in our dynasty league. I mean, we've basically just got him and Najee, and then uh, looking at either Mark Ingram or Daryl Williams when it comes to RB two there. Yeah, yeah. Which Daryl? Will, I mean, Ingram would be nice if Kamara missed another week. Yeah, yeah, that'd be um, a solid one. The other, so it's uh, Naim Hines and then Deion Jackson. Deion Jackson. I don't even think I know that. I don't name. either. And maybe they bring back Lindsay. He was there in the offseason. Maybe, yeah. I guess we'll see. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and, and, and jump right into it. I think uh, um, the one that we saw was uh, Javante Williams going down. Melvin Gordon you know, rostered in most leagues, but uh, fumbles a lot. So uh, Mr. Boone, formerly of the uh, of Vikings, could uh, play a role here. Only rostered in 2% of leagues. Are you interested in him? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not quite sure how they'll be utilized. It looked like they used him a good bit as well with Melvin when Javante went down. Obviously, this is the big kind of year-ending injury for Javante Williams. So I think Boone definitely has to be rostered. I don't know that I'd spound a ton for him just because he's going to be the, the RB2 there. Even if something happened to Melvin, I, I would see them getting somebody else involved. I don't think he's going to get all the work, but... You know, definitely a good depth piece here, but not not your um, Jamal Williams, Kula Herbert of last week. Yeah, you know, maybe someone that, you know, if he looks good next week and, and Melvin fumbles again, you know, maybe he gradually starts earning himself the starting role, maybe. Um, but I'd imagine that's going to be a kind of a, a longer term thing that he's going to grab and you just don't know. So I'm with you. Like you can spend something on him. I wouldn't break the bank for him, though. Mm-hmm. Um, we had two players for uh, the Falcons here. Um, Algaier, who we've talked about plenty, rookie, and then uh, Huntley got some work in there as well. Did one of them interest you more than the other? Do you think they just eat each other alive and, and neither of them are, are valuable or predictable week to week? What do you think of those two? Yeah, I think they're both worth maybe a claim. I would put more in on Algaier. He was pretty hyped coming into the offseason in the dynasty landscape. And they, you know, clearly gave him some work there, but I think he's someone that even the team hyped up. So I would probably spend up on him probably more than most of the guys here. Um, 
you know, we'll see. But I think he's a guy that could take over, you know, and given a few weeks here as the top guy, you know, could take over the reins, you know, and maybe force it as like a 50-50 split even when Patterson gets back. But yeah, tough matchup here at Tampa, we, you know, first week. So you, you pick either of this, except you're probably not going to be thrilled to start either of them. Yeah, agreed. You probably can't start him this week. Um, and I'm with you. I, I would take Ajay Yers. The guy that's got the hype, the, you know, the rookie, um, looked pretty good. So he'd be the bet. But yeah, you're not starting him this week. Um, we got a whole host of some other people here. Uh, Pacheco, uh, you know, been solid. This year so far, uh, Brian Robinson being activated, Hank Gibson not getting a lot of work. You know, most of it's looked good, it kind of confusing down there. Um, you know, Fournette kind of getting game scripted out. Um, Rashad White getting some work. Any of those four names, like they all interest you? Some of them, you know, what do you think about those guys here? Yeah, I think to a degree, all of them. Um, I think most of it's probably your safest bet just because he looks like he's the guy that they want to rely on most and he and, and chaser, you know, I think kind of both head and shoulders above the rest. So I think they're both pretty safe to get touches and he's like the top guy. Uh, the other guys you're probably rostering and, and not able to play like most are really the only guy here that you can play this week. Maybe Boone, maybe Algier for a volume play, but most of this guy I'd be looking to pick up and play against the jets. Um, I, I, White and Robinson, I would probably lean over Pacheco just because it seems like they're going to use um, what's his name, McKinnon as well. But all three of them are, are worth throwing on your bench and kind of just seeing what happens. Um, especially White is, is definitely someone that you can tell could be utilized a lot with if Lenny's not there. So if there's an injury to Lenny, you want to have him on your bench already if you have the ability to stash him. Yeah, he's an interesting one where I'm not sure I'm not sure he could just take the job, but you know, Fournette hasn't been the best this year. You know, he's, mm-hmm. he's been pretty inefficient. And, you know, if White got a chance and did something with it, you know, maybe he could take the role. I just can't see them actually making that change. Um maybe fifty fifty at yeah. best. But yeah, if he goes yeah, down I mean, it's crazy that is like no rushing. I think Leonard Fournette had three carries, but <clears throat> seven catches for 57 yards and a touchdown. So really interesting to see them. You know, they got down early and really weren't able to run the ball at all. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent here. Um, uh, per the usual, we got a, a long list of wide receivers. Um, a lot of which are just, you know, dart throws one offs here and there. Um, looking through our list, you know, we'll touch on a couple guys, but who's like your biggest call out here that we got. I think Gallup's interesting. Uh, first game back, obviously, he doesn't have Dak Prescott there yet. Um, but it was good to see him get worked in. Only three targets, but two catches got in the end zone. Um, so I, I could see people maybe discounting that because it's all, you know, not a lot of volume and, you know, you have the, the touchdown there. But tough matchups coming up with the Rams and the Eagles the next two weeks. But I, yeah, I think he's someone that's, only going to get better as the season goes on. He'll get healthier. Dak will come back. Um, and then I think both of the, um, the the Buffalo receivers are interesting. McKenzie, I think he's hurt as well. And then you know, rookie Khalil Shakir could be interesting. Um, you know, long term, they're going to have to get someone involved. Such a high powered offense. Anybody here stick out to you? Um, the same kind of lists. Uh, Gallup his his you know he's rostered in forty one percent of leagues per Yahoo. That that surprised me actually. 
Um, I figured to be higher. So he's definitely the one for me. Um, Mackenzie, you know, as long as the injury stuff's okay, high on the list. Um, Shakir, I don't know about. I just, someone's got to emerge as the two. Like Gabe Davis, the usage hasn't been what you wanted. Yeah, it's so weird. I think everyone was really thinking it was going to be him. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. And maybe it's just going to be, you know, kind of a Kansas City situation where it's just going to be someone different every week. You know, minus digs, you know, Kansas mm-hmm. City has that with the wide receiver one position. We we're talking, you know, the, the two for uh, KC, but maybe just be someone different every week. It'd be hard to track down. Um, the other one I very hesitantly bring up, but, you know, I'll bring up two. Uh, Mooney showed up, you know, maybe something starts to happen there long term. Like out of everyone we have listed, you know, he is the one that's clear, the clear wide receiver one for his team. Um, and if, you know, they actually throw the ball. He'll be valuable again. Um, and Josh Reynolds, Lions offense seems pretty good and they should be able to support, you know, multiple receiving targets. And, you know, maybe that's St. Brown long-term you know, thinking, you know, St. Brown and Hawk or St. Brown and Reynolds, or you maybe, uh, you got Chark there as well. And maybe it's just St. Brown and one of those this week. And, you know, just like I outline for Buffalo, it's a different guy every week, but um, Reynolds has worked for golf before. We've seen some good fantasy output from him in the past. So that wouldn't surprise me. Um, some of the other names we have listed here, uh, George Pickens, um, Agnew, Alec Pierce, Corey Davis, uh, Peoples Jones, MVS. Anyone there interest you at all? Like worthy call outs at all? Or? I think Pierce is interesting. He had some solid usage there in, in Indianapolis, only 5% rostered. So you can probably get him for, you know, virtually free. And I mean, they're using the tight ends, but there's really no other receivers of note there. If JT misses a week or two here, you know, maybe they aren't as effective at running the ball, you know, see what Denver, you know, does obviously without John T. Williams, but maybe we see this as a more high scoring game or I'm sorry, high, high passing volume game. Um, and that gets him involved a little more. Um, and then I think Mooney is someone he finally had a decent week. So, you know the production is there historically. The team obviously isn't great, but if they can get back into a little bit more of a rhythm, um, you know, just getting him involved, even if it's not throwing the ball 40 times, it's just getting him to the targets that he deserves because we know he's a good player. Yeah, I agree. I think Pierce is a, a nice call out, mostly because he's just he's an unknown with a lot of opportunity, right? Like just outside of Pittman, there's just no one there. Um you know, maybe a tight end that you can't predict week over week. Um, but there's a lot of opportunity for him where, you know, Pickens looks like he has a talent, but there's no room there. Plus you might be with mm-hmm. a rookie wide receiver the rest of the year or a rookie quarterback the rest of the year. Um, and then Agnew, Peoples Jones and MVS, we just know what they are and they're people that will pop off every once every four weeks and then disappear again for a while. Um, yeah, you know, maybe people's Jones gets more consistent when Watson gets back, but like, you're not picking him up now for that. And I probably wouldn't roll the dice there anyway. Um, so yeah, I, I think you're right. Um, Gallup top notch, you know, Buffalo wide receiver. You want to throw a dart at, you know, Mooney Pierce Reynolds and everyone else is just, you know, you need a upside shot because you're, you got a bad projection. They got a good matchup. Then you take a shot, I guess. Yeah. Um, now, tight ends is a pretty ugly one as well here. A couple of names. Um, Mo Alley Cox, Will Disley, Robert Tunyon, Tisum Hill. Guys that are rostered in you know, under a third of leagues and 
had you know decent usage at least, if not production this week. Uh, any interest in any of the three of them or four of them? Um, Tunyon for sure. Um, he's the one with rapport with Rogers. You know, we've seen good fancy output from him before. Um, so he would be the one I lean on the most. Um, Taysom, I just, I'm just not interested in. Um, Disley's fine. It, it might be matchup dependent, you know. But uh, and Mo Mo Ali Cox, I don't think it's matchup dependent, but I'm not sure you're gonna be able to predict when he's gonna have good games. So I think no, I mean six targets this week, but yeah, two touchdowns, caught all six for 85 yards. So obviously a good week, but they do have a few tight ends they use yeah. as well. So it's not like you're gonna be guaranteed volume there. Yeah, and maybe you will. I mean Ryan likes the tight end. Maybe he's just establishing a rapport. But yeah, they yeah, just be cycling through him. Yeah, and you see the same thing with Thistle in Seattle, too. You know, three guys that are getting work, but they seem to use that position. So, you know, worse places to go if you really are streaming the tight end position than those two. Um, but Tunyon, I think, is an interesting one that maybe we see the volume go up, obviously, pretty predicated on the score this week. Two, two targets, two catches, 22 yards, but he got in the end zone. I just feel like they have to get him involved, but, I mean, they... Rogers just spreading it around and then they're really running the ball. So here's a question. Well, asking for a friend. Um, <laughs> are you benching Kyle Pitts for Robert Tunyon? Man, I just, I don't think so. I think if you had like a good volume play that you're like, all right, at least I know I'm getting five catches for 50 yards. But I think Tunyon could bust just as much as Pitts could. But I don't think you're getting the boom that you have the opportunity with Pitts. But man, is it tough! And, and man, am I happy that I, you know, didn't end up with any pitch shares this this uh, this year because that is just crazy to see what he's done so far. Yeah. So I'm looking at our waiver wire right now. Um, I'm just I'm going to run some names at you here, a baller style, Pitts or Irv Smith. I'll, I'll keep Pitts as Tampa Bay rest the season or just, just for like this, this week. This next we'll say week. one week. Um, Pitts, One Pitts has uh, Tampa Bay, which is middle of the pack as far as tight ends go. Yeah. Um, Irv Smith has uh, Chicago, which is actually decent against tight ends. So Kyle Pitts or Irv Smith? I probably go Pitts. I mean, what did Irv do this Nothing. week? You got three points. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're looking for the boom play there. Okay. How about uh, Aiden Hurst? A guy that I think does get involved and got in the end zone this week. Uh, yeah, I'm still going with Pitts. Uh, we went over Tunyon. Evan Ingram? Mm, none of them just entice me. No, I feel like they're all Tunyon bad. would maybe be the one that has like the highest upside. Yeah. You know, touchdown upside. Logan Thomas just, is getting targets. Yeah, you say all these names, but they're all like the, Bleh. you know. <laughs> yeah, but they're, they're all like, what, third, fourth, fifth, and, and you know in priority in the offensive passing yeah. game or as Pitts should be at worst second if you know if we're thinking drake london's just getting involved a ton yeah but yeah what three targets this week for Pitts? man yeah. it's yeah thought you're out of the woods there last week with a decent week and then back to yeah, it back right back to it for sure i mean who who has more like if you were to take an upside shot this week would you do kyle pitts against Tampa Bay or Taysom Hill against Seattle. Yeah. See, like that's one where I feel like I may 
maybe enticed just because if we know Jameis isn't playing and we're going to get a similar offense to what we saw, you know, you, you're basically just playing for the touchdown with both of them. Yeah. So I, I think Taysom, you know, worse ways to go. I mean, they could both goose, but Taysom at least is going to get some carries likely. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Anyway, (laughs) that was my little exercise. I don't think I'm going to do anything, but, uh, yeah, um, we'll move to quarterback streamers here, Will. Uh, we have for you five quarterbacks. We got Jared Goff at New England, Carson Wentz versus Tennessee, Tannehill at Washington, Bridgewater at Jets, and uh, Geno Smith at New Orleans. Man, am I crazy if I want to say Geno out of the bunch so here wanna, for streamers? You know something crazy, you're not going to believe me. Um, but that's okay. I was going to start Gino this week. I looked at him and was like, this matchup looks uh, really good. I should be I should be yeah. starting Gino over Mariota, which is what I did. But Mariota has a safe floor. Like, bullshit. <laughs> clearly not. Come on, man. Um, like, clearly a 90, you know, a game that's going to go over 90 points. We all saw that coming with yeah, Detroit and Seattle. For real. For real. Um, but, you know, with that said, you know, New Orleans defense, definitely better than Detroit. Um, but it's kind of a rough week. Golf has got New England. Yeah, you don't want to do that. That's what I'm saying. Golf was probably the other one that I liked just as a player and the way they're playing. But another tough matchup. New England and New Orleans are both tough would matchups for the guys that are playing or well. Tennessee. Would you do Tannehill or Wentz? Man, I feel like I'd want to go Tannehill just because. Uh, I mean. You just know there's a turnover in the Wentz game. I, I, I was listening to, um, I think it was a podcast I listened to for the Eagles um, on the BGN network for Bleeding Green Nation. And I, I forget what the exact stat was, but it was something along the lines of like Carson Wentz has like 60 career fumbles in like 65 career games. It was wow. like something absurd where like you can almost guarantee he will have at least one fumble, maybe not fumble loss, but fumble per game. Wow. Yeah. And it's just, is it going to come at the worst time possible or is it going to come at a manageable time? So I will say, cause I got Wentz on my team. I can easily see this. Uh, Tennessee has given up the fourth most fantasy points to quarterbacks. Yeah. And I mean, hey, I'm playing you like next the week. upside is there. Yeah. There you go. Do you want to play him against me? <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Uh, I am projected the winner to, uh, by five points. Yeah, I've, I, I've got all these players that are projected around the same. I don't have any like standout guys. So, like everyone on my bench is projected for only one player is projected under ten points. Wow, wow, yeah, it's a good problem to have. But yeah, yeah, but yeah, they're all kind of right in the mix together there. But yeah, regardless, it's yeah, I don't know. I mean, he obviously has the upside to go off, but I think Dotson likely is going to be out a couple weeks here with a hamstring. So you're looking at, you know, Samuel and, and, and um, McLaurin really are your only options, I guess the receiving or the running backs and yeah, Logan Thomas. Logan Thomas. Yeah. yeah. It's not great. I mean, I feel like I would just stay in the flames with Geno Smith right now. Um, New Orleans is a good defense, but I, I would rather go to New Orleans and face that defense and go to New England and face that defense, yeah, despite yeah. how each of the offenses are looking. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Um, I think I'm, I, I might go Wentz, but that's that's really difficult. I've, yeah, I think I'd go Wentz. 
Um, yeah, I mean, it's easy for me to root against them, so you might as well just do that. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, defensive streamers, we have the Vikings versus Chicago, Jaguars versus Houston, uh, the Dolphins at the Jets, the Colts at Denver, and the Saints versus Seattle. Yeah, some solid options here. I mean, we keep seeing the Colts come up. Um, and I think a lot of this you're, you're seeing you know, injuries there with the Denver offense. We'll see. I think the Denver defense could be interesting. I know they're owned more than 60% of teams, but that's a solid one as well out there. I feel like the Vikings, as bad as you know, they overall have been, um, against Chicago at home, uh, you know, I, I feel like that would be the move here for me. I mean, 41% rostered, so maybe only out there half the time, but I like that one. What about you? Uh, yeah, I'm with you. That's what I would do. Um, yeah, it's got to be the Vikings. I don't think anyone else. Maybe the Dolphins. Zach Wilson didn't look that bad. Mm-hmm. Maybe the Dolphins. But uh, yeah, I out of this group, I'd go the Vikings, which is nice because not everyone is is too uh, too highly rostered. You know, Saints up at fifty four percent. That's the highest one. Um, so yeah, that's a nice change. All of decent things. options. Yeah, all decent options that people can get their hands on. So yeah, I'm thinking the Vikings as well. Yeah, I mean, you got a turnover in every game. Looks like they have six turnovers on the year. They've got seven sacks. So, you know, you're due for, you know, one to two of each of those. And, you know, they've, the last three weeks, they've uh, given up about 24 to 25 points. So, you hope that that comes down a little bit and you could be in line for a decent week for the, the defense there. Yeah, 100%. Beautiful. Well, well that's going to take care of our waiver show. Uh, Tune in on Thursday for our Start Sit episode. And until then, folks, trust your board.